Hey everybody, welcome back to Predetermined. I'm your host, Garrett Callender. I am your other host, Derek Halpin, and we have a special show today after taking last week off. Oh, yeah, last week it just it did not feel right doing the show. It didn't. I mean, I know that we have, uh, in recent months, taken several breaks. I mean, especially, like, what, we, we started taking some pretty serious breaks since around Christmas, but uh, we're still we're still kicking, we're still doing the show, but there was some heavy stuff going on last week that we felt like took the, uh, took over the, uh, I don't know, it took importance, or precedent. What am I trying to say, Garrett? You're trying to say Black Lives Matter. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what we're trying to get out here to start this episode, is that uh, the boys of Predetermined are in full support of Black Lives Matter, and there's a bunch of nonsense going on. There were a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of angry people for a long time, and yeah, I just don't think that last week was the time to try to get tight. First of all, we haven't been watching nearly as much wrestling as we used to, but uh, to try to force out a episode of the podcast when there's bigger things going on seems inappropriate. Yeah. And you know what? We've never taken money from you for this podcast. So take some of that money and throw it at some black lives matter charities. Uh, I hear that the ones about uh, bailing people out are the big ones right now. That's those are the ones I'm being told are really important to donate to. You're saying that people are getting arrested at some of these protests and uh, that they could use some bail money. And that's what you can donate to. I went to one of the protests and had a, it was, it was a lovely time. Like you said, there was a lot of yelling. Uh, it, you know, it, I've been prepared to chant with people all these years. It was time. You've been prepared. Yeah. You've been going to wrestling shows. You know all about chanting. Yeah. If I hear one person in the crowd start yelling something and everyone's doing it, I am going to join in peer pressure. Unless they're chanting roots of day at a, a ring of honor show. <laughs> Then you're not on board for some reason. <laughs> then you have standards. But no, uh, you had texted me, um, and I guess you were debating going to a uh, Black Lives Matter protest in Nashville, and you were like, should I go? And I was like, fuck yeah, you should go. Which is weird, because prior to all of this, I mean, we have to address the elephant in the room, which is that there is still a fucking pandemic going on right now. Hey. It's here. Um, if I, if anything I'm is not going, telling you to not go protest, Garrett. I told you the opposite. I told you you should go. No, you did tell me, and I went. Yeah, thank you. You're gonna do everything I tell you to do now. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> You're my life guru now. Uh, that is a responsibility I do not deserve. Derek, should I attend GCW in Indianapolis? Not only should you, you're going to because you're already, you've already made plans. So, I and here's the thing: even if even if I didn't know that you were going and you asked me that question, the answer would be yes because it's been a stressful. Uh, I want to say several years, but specifically a stressful few weeks and few months. See, it's been so stressful the claw could not wait any longer. It is a claw, right? It's not a truly, right? No, don't don't even suggest that it could be. If you just stopped and told me that you were drinking like a fucking Schlitz or <laughs> <laughs> like you're into beer, like seriously, that would catch me off guard. No, you're drinking a claw, right? Do you think that would change the tone of the show? It would change my perception of you if you suddenly became like a serious beer drinker. 
Would I mean, I mean would that be a negative? No, thing? I, like, I don't think it would be a negative. I'm the beer drinker on the show, right? I mean, would it change the wrestling I watch? It could. <laughs> Anything's possible, man. <laughs> <laughs> things are changing out there, and things are changing in here, except for the fact that you are still pounding claws as we begin another episode of the show. However, you know, this week's episode is a little bit different. Is that fair to say? I, I would say it's a little bit different. We promoted it as such. <laughs> we promoted it, but it turns out we're not actually doing it. We're going to do something now. We're, we're doing we're doing a Q&A this week. We, we advertised it a couple weeks ago. We're following through with it. And uh, I was very happy that we actually got plenty of submissions for this week's Q&A session. A lot of our listeners, a lot of our friends uh, chimed in with their submissions. I'm excited. I don't know most of these questions. You don't. You know a couple, because I gave you, I just kind of wanted to let you know that we do have some stuff coming in, uh, but you don't You don't know what's what's about to be asked of us, and that's exciting. Before we uh, start this Q&A session off, is there anything else you'd like to add to what we were speaking of moments ago? At your, you're, you're talking about how excited you were that you got to chant things at a uh, Black Lives Matter rally, and that it's been a heavy week. Oh, yeah, things were great. Went home, and then I found out the courthouse was on fire. Um, so the, the the party changed when I left. See, things have been so intense. I can't even remember all the things that have happened in my life since the last time we recorded. My neighborhood, uh, where I live here in Chicago, uh, a week and a half ago had uh like riots like there were protesters but there were also there was also a lot of looting and property damage that happened and uh didn't end up going into work the next day pretty serious stuff your neighborhood Um, got fucked my neighborhood did get fucked um and i didn't know it was happening for the longest time and then i started getting texts from different people letting me know that hey something was afoot and then i pulled up the social media and i pulled on the news and i pulled up a police scanner for chicago that i'd found on youtube and Got to watch a lot of shit and listen to a lot of shit play out. Could you hear it come in? Could you actually hear it outside? Yes. Um, So for those who don't know, I live near the Wicker Park area of Chicago, and they got pretty fucked up. And I could, for several hours, hear uh, chanting, yelling, uh, ruckus. And I got to hear the helicopters overhead for uh, a few hours. It was intense. I was awake in my living room for most of the evening, prepared to possibly evacuate at any time. But that thankfully did not become an issue. Uh, Had the next day off from work to recover. And everything has been a blur before and after that. So, Yeah, how were you expected to just talk about pro wrestling last week when that had just happened? Yeah, I think we made the right call in taking the week off. I and when you had suggested, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, I mean, if if we need to skip this week, I mean, I knew what we were coming back with when we did come back. So, I've been looking forward to this for a while, despite the fact that <laughs> there's been stuff going on. What are you giggling about? Well, I'm excited to see these questions. You're excited to see them? We'll hear them. Yeah, I I get the feeling I'm going to be reading most of these. So, that's fair. Thank you, by the way. No, not a problem. I'm it's excited that, to dive into these. It's not that I can't read. It's that I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Garrett's way of saying, Derek, do some work. 
and me being like, all right, that's fair. Weekly, for a long period of time, Garrett is the only one doing any of the editing, like the actual work part of putting these uh, episodes of the podcast together. So I have no problem being <laughs> being the guy. Plus, I still feel guilty. <laughs> I have no problem reading the questions, but I still also feel guilty that I, I fucking uh, shamed you in school years ago and that I may have psychologically dicked your mind long oh, before we decided to do this together. It has to go back to that. Because it was, you know, I always wondered, am I a shitty out loud reader? And then you confirmed it that one day. And uh... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Maybe, I, I mean, that was a dick whole thing to do, but it was also before I really had values and morals. So... <laughs> So now as an adult, I would bite my tongue and I wouldn't be like, hey, you're fucking bad when you read out loud in class. I wouldn't say that now. As kid me, it was just like, hey, that's the truth. You need to hear it. And I said it and I gave you the yips and I feel bad about it. <laughs> so here we are on June 10th, 2020 with me having the sole responsibility of reading the majority of our questions for this Q&A episode. And I am ready to dive into them if you are. Let's do it. All right. Uh, let's see what we got here. I got a, I got a big pile of stuff I'm ready to dive into. Um, our friend Christopher Kelly comes in with this. He says, I'd like to hear you guys discuss guest starring roles on television shows. Uh, like Big Van Vader on as Frankie Stachino's dad on... Boy Meets World, Triple H on the Drew Carey show, and The Rock on that 70s show. Which are some of your favorites, and which were the best looks for pro wrestling? <laughs> no, I was a big fan of Boy Meets World, so I seeing Vader on there was always pretty cool. Um, I honestly don't remember the other two that he, he had listed, but I'm trying to think. Like, Baywatch had that episode which wasn't that shot during bash at the beach or something yeah i mean i know that baywatch did the whole thing where they had uh what was it hogan and macho man reuniting as the mega powers to take on rick flair and vader yes if i re if i recall correctly i remember that one that i, I feel like i watched that episode like maybe it was a two-part episode too i think it was i feel like it was long but i seem to recall watching that part of Baywatch like four or five times <laughs> there's a couple reasons to watch Baywatch <laughs> when you're when you're when you're a, a puberty riddled teenager and you're like oh dude you see Baywatch yesterday and everyone thinks it's setting up for something else and you're like dude Vader <laughs> <Odin and> Mach <laughs> fucked up Vader and Flair and they saved fucking whatever the bait like did they see i don't even remember what the stakes were did they save the beach anyways i'm no i'm trying to think yeah there were stakes like flair had i think the storyline on that episode of baywatch was that rick flair had purchased or had the contract to be, like the fucking beach and or at least something that was important to the lifeguards and he was prepared to like shut them down or change it and then Hogan and Mach came in. And they're like, "That's not fair! Like, we'll fight you for that contract." And they ended up saving the day. I do remember. Um, 
I do remember the rocks guest spot on that 70s show. I think that's probably like he, he pointed that one out. Um, thank you, Christopher, by the way. Um, that's probably my favorite pro wrestling guest appearance on a television show. The rock played his dad. He played Rocky Johnson and red Foreman took, uh, Eric and several of his friends to a pro like a, like a indie show or something. And Ken Shamrock's on there. Um, and I think like a young Matt or Jeff Hardy, um, playing just wrestlers, but the rock was definitely playing, uh, Rocky Johnson was playing his dad. And, uh, there's a spot where he's, I guess the, the big thing is he's like, one day I'm going to have a son and he's going to be the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. And Red Foreman's like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> so you don't remember that one. I do not remember that episode of that 70s show. And I was a fan. I know. Tri- and I know, I remember Triple H being on the Drew Carey show, but I don't remember anything about it. What I remember is Drew Carey participating in the Royal Rumble. Okay. Yes, I definitely remember that. I mean, that's kind of a guest spot, but it's the other way around. What about, uh, I know we didn't mention this, but movie, I feel like movie cameos, I remember a little better, like DDP and the Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Or um, Ra- uh, not Roddy Piper, but um, fuck, Terry Funk being in Roadhouse. Like, those we are the things. Whole, that... I think back in our archives, back one of our earliest episodes, we did a whole episode where we dedicated it to... Uh, pro wrestling cameos in movies. So if that, you dig back into the archives, I think we'd talk more about that. I bet they're really awkward. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they would be great to go through now, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, in the middle of fucking quarantine, if you're looking for some entertainment, listen to two, year, two years ago us trying to make this thing work and get this <laughs> off the ground. Um, fun times. Maybe I'll go back and listen to that. Um. Any thoughts to add on the uh, pro wrestler cameos on television shows? I don't think we mentioned Thunder in Paradise. I don't remember a fucking thing about that. Is, really? that, is that a cameo? That's starring Hogan. Well, it was starring Hogan, but there had to have been a cameo in the TV show version at some point. Probably. You can't have Hulk Hogan and no other wrestlers show up. That's true. He's got pull, brother. It's kind of a shame that Macho Man didn't have, like, a huge movie career. He had an important role in the movie Spider-Man. I don't know what the big deal is. Yeah, no one will ever forget that either. No one will ever forget. Bonesaw is ready! (laughs) And I think he was in Ready to Rumble as well, but of course. Of fucking course. Next! Next question! Next! Uh, our friend Mike Newton writes in. Love Mike in Newton. In May. <laughs> what? I love Mike Newton. I love Mike Newton as well, and you're going to love this question. In May of 2017, I witnessed Garrett challenge himself to consume as many Warhead candies as he can simultaneously. I don't remember how many he was able to fit in his mouth. Pretty sure it was over a dozen and caused significant suffering. My question is do you remember how many, and did you ever break that record? I do not remember how many, and I don't remember, uh, I don't believe I've ever tried again since. Do you remember doing it? I do, because Mike Newton and I drove around for at least two hours going to different stores trying to find warheads. Like, how did that come up? And, and like, I feel like this is a story I should have heard. 
it was pretty late at night, you know, having a conversation. It came up that neither of us had had warheads in a long time. <laughs> you find yourself on an adventure around Nashville trying to find warheads. It's that old tale. I think warheads were in our lives before we were like walking around saying fuck. So I think that if we had had warheads, like the only way we would have been able to cope would have been to swear. Because <laughs> like, I mean, I remember like warheads were like a thing where like, he's going to have a warhead. Watch his stupid fucking face. And then somebody would put like a warhead in their mouth and they'd be like, oh, the lemon's not as bad as you think. You got to try the fucking black cherry. That one sucks. <laughs> I haven't had a warhead in a while. What? Okay, so I drove around two hours for warheads. What's the longest you've driven around looking for like a dumb thing? Um, God, I, I know that I know that four or five years ago, uh, my roommate Chris and I we we drove all over Chicago looking for a very specific television that we, we wanted a new TV for the living room, but we wanted a like one sp- specific one. And we drove all over Chicago and ended up taking like our whole late afternoon and evening. Um, and we walked away with nothing. And at one point during the drive, like towards the very end, the, the side, the side note to this story is we were looking for this television, but we were also, really interested in buying some Popeye's chicken. And <laughs> that we, is we, an we, important part. It, it is an important part because the, the, I developed negative feelings towards Popeye's chicken, not the company themselves, but experiences there that I took a long, it took a long time to get over them because we were driving all over Chicagoland looking for a television, having no success and then we stopped in, I can't remember how many different fucking Popeyes, and every one that we went into had some shenanigans going on that was preventing us from eating. We stopped in at the first one, and there was an older lady arguing that a coupon that had expired several years prior should count and be utilized, and they weren't backing down. And there was one register open and this woman would not walk away. And we waited in there for a long fucking time before I turned to Chris and I'm like, we got to get the fuck out of here. This ain't happening. It's not happening. So we peaced out. Um, and then we tried to find the TV again. We ended up in a really, really bad neighborhood. Let me put it to you that way so much. So we were trying to find the expressway to get back to our neighborhood and we have a Popeye's in our neighborhood. So I don't know why the fuck this was such a desperate, search for a meal um (laughs) but don't worry that comes back up later too so we take a turn to get on the expressway and the expressway is visible but this turn to get to the expressway leads us down the scariest place i've ever seen with my own eyes in america and since i haven't really left the country but one time to go to canada yeah probably any place i've been in the world and Chris, as we made this turn, just erupted with laughter. That was his way of coping with the terror that we were both feeling. <laughs> when we finally gave up, we, we like with our tails tucked bet- like between our legs, we gave up. We searched for hours and did not get a television at all. Afternoon and night wasted. And we finally were like, well, all right, well, we're going to go back to our neighborhood and we're going to go to that Popeye's and get our fucking food. And, uh, we walk in, we have to wait for somebody else 
and it's a long ass fucking wait. I finally, <laughs> I finally get my food. I ordered some kind of combo with like original recipe, crispy fried chicken, and Chris got whatever he got. And I sat down. This I was looking forward to this meal for so long, and then they they gave me spicy chicken that I didn't want and that was like badly cooked. It was just a shit meal that I waited so long and I was just, I was hate eating this meal and being extremely tired. And yes, I went on a multi-hour cruise for something that I did not get. So I that's didn't. how I, <laughs> so that's, that's my warhead story that went a really long time, but, but in the end you didn't get any warheads. No, I didn't get any warheads. And I didn't get the meal I wanted, nor did I get a new television. The sad tale Mike's there. Fo- Mike's follow-up question was, "Can you tie this Warheads story into a into pro wrestling somehow?" <laughs> uh, has anyone? Ever, there has to have been a Warheads in the mouth and a super kick at some point. Oh God, that seems so dangerous because your mouth automatically starts doing weird, funky things when you put a Warhead in there. Like, are you going to really trust somebody to not fucking kick that thing down your throat because you're busy <laughs> reacting? Mike, I don't think I can connect this back into pro wrestling, but I appreciate the question. Do you, And you remember this happening? I do. Okay. It was the only time Mike Newton's been in uh, Nashville, as far as I know. All right. Maybe we'll have to have some more heads together soon. Uh. Okay, so... We've got several here that I want to get to uh, from Allison. I'll, I'll, so bear with me. This one could go a little bit, but I want to get answers to these. Allison writes in. She says, my question is this. What movie has had the most significant impact on, on your lives? Bonus. Was it difficult to choose just one? And if yes, how did you narrow it down? Crank too high voltage. There's never been a greater movie made. Are you being for real? That movie has had the most significant impact on your whole life. Um, like not a Kevin Smith movie or anything. No, I think it would be Crank Two High Voltage. There's Tell never the been a, why. There's never been a more perfect movie ever made. The movie isn't different <laughs> script to screen. The, the the writers directors didn't want to make it. Then they realized they were broke and decided, okay, we will make a Crank Two. And they kind of wrote it as a joke where every scene's crazier than the next. And the only way that it got made is the producers didn't read the script and just greenlit it. <laughs> so out of that's the most impactful movie you've ever seen in your life. Yes. It showed right. me that you can make anything into a movie. You can do whatever you want. It's very inspiring. <laughs> the funny thing is if so, like <laughs> it's a select number of people who would be able to sit down and watch that movie and be like I agree <laughs> <laughs> like you tr- may be the only person even the directors wouldn't say that probably that is bullshit because I have said to them before this is the greatest movie ever made and he laughed and said I agree <laughs> <laughs> Well, he laughed first. He was humoring you, Garrett. No, he wasn't. He knows what he made, and we're gonna get I, a three. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the truth. I own Crank Two on DVD, 
Um, but I have not watched it since I bought it on DVD. And I've seen it. I've seen the movie once. I saw it the one time I saw it in theaters. I really, really liked it. I've watched the first Crank a lot of times. It's and I think I watched it with my girlfriend six months ago or so. First time you saw it in theaters was with me. It's, yes, it was, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the second one in theaters with you. Maybe I would feel differently about it if I had. I don't think I've ever punched the air in a theater more than I have at uh, Crank 2 High Voltage. <clears throat> Do you remember where Ah, we saw the first one? The first crank. I don't. We saw that at the uh, Quincy Mall. Is that where we saw Transporter 3? Yes. Oh, man. man. The day that we, you and I saw Transporter 3. This is the saddest sad boy story ever. Let's Uh, let's dive into it. We (laughs) we like sad, sad boy stories during a really sad time in world history or American history and with everything that everyone's going through. Drop me another sad story right now because we need it. I went to see uh, Transporter 3 with you, and then I was supposed to go back to see it again on a date later that night. And I got stood up on that date, Derek. And so I went and bought the Kanye West album 808s and Heartbreaks that I did not know was a sad album. <laughs> so I, I drove the 45 minutes. Like just the world was raining on your fucking parade. Cause at that point, his last album was graduation and that was so many bangers. It was banger after banger. Yes. Gra- Kanye West graduation is one of my all time favorite albums. Uh, yeah, but I, so I go get stood up on a date, have to drive home by myself, listening to 808s and heartbreaks and just, just crying my sad boy eyes out. Man, I've been thinking about this question. Wow. We're already on claw number two. That's impressive. 25 minutes in. It's always about 25 minutes in. That's fair. It feels like it's flying though. Um, most influential movie most important movie to me man that's so hard because i feel like i could have one for every category or every genre i'm trying i I think i think most people would associate me with ghostbusters but then like there's a lot of people that know how much i love like the big lebowski and you introduced me to the big lebowski but then it would be stupid for me to fucking deny how important like like Star Wars or something like that was. I think my first adult movie like like emotional moving movie experience was like the like the first time I sat down and watched The Shawshank Redemption start to finish. I knew that's what your answer was going to be cuz I've known you did, so long. I didn't say that was my answer though. God damn it, that was my guess. <laughs> <laughs> I I I would say um, I think the big Lebowski has probably influenced me more than any other movie I've seen. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I guess you could say the same thing about Ghostbusters. It's between those two without question. Like influenced you in uh in what way? Like your, that's your way of life. You live I, by the dude. I, to I, somewhat, I think. I am a mixture of all three of those characters. <laughs> like, I think if somebody was like, what are you? I'm like, I'm the dude, Walter and Donnie in one body. That's fair. And I, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, Ghostbusters right there too for I mean just pure 80s nostalgia and that's what i grew up with so uh she also wanted to ask <laughs> and this is going to come out of left field uh are you a uh hellman's or miracle whip person um uh, isn't miracle whip not real mayonnaise that's like i a, think so and hellman's is real mayonnaise i i just interpreted the question as mayonnaise or miracle whip is kind of how i took it oh mayonnaise i think i'm miracle whip i to tell you the truth i'm not nuts about either like, and what I'm finding out as I get older is that a lot of people put that shit on their sandwich because they don't want a dry sandwich. They want their sandwich to be a little bit moist. And I think I might be a dry sandwich boy. <laughs> You're like, I'm not, I'm not with all you fuckers in your wet sandwiches. <laughs> I just, I just always remember if like, if you would buy like, like a, uh, like a gas station sandwich or like a grocery store sandwich, a lot of times they come packaged with like a thing of mustard or mayo and i just remember always being like ew and pitching those and just eating the sandwich hoping to god that whatever vegetables were on it provided enough lubricant to you just swallow throw yeah. out the lube and raw dog it basically gross but uh I, if i had to <laughs> fuck you don't judge how i eat my sandwiches although i did make you feel shit about reading out loud in class so anything goes lay it on uh yeah, put some sauce like on your sandwich, asshole. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I'm Miracle Whip. If I have like a ham sandwich, I think that's the, or like a BLT. I think on a BLT, that's what I, I would go with. <laughs> you don't feel passionately about this? No, I do. I, you know, if I have like a Jimmy, you basically, John's we're like mayonnaise. Move on, mayonnaise. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Um. All right. So what this one, this question is coming in from uh, Megan and she asks, what is your earliest memory of hanging out with each other? Oh shit. So I got this question and then I was immediately like, fuck. I remember playing uh, he-man action figures with you in preschool. So we were in the same preschool class. I just don't have a ton of memories of it. Like, I remember playing, like, there were, like, these, in our preschool class, they had, like, these poles in the middle of the room that were, like, support beams. And I remember playing Super Mario Brothers on those. What were we, like, three? Something like that. Is that how old you are when you go to preschool? Three or four, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there. But uh, we've been we've been besties since since around the age of three or four. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I do I don't remember owning a He Man action figure. Did you? Did um, you watch He Man? I did. I had a couple He Man action figures, but I may have also gotten them from like you know an older cousin or something. Right. Like somebody came over and left one, so you had one. What were the first action figures you remember owning? Um, I like, think my very first action figure was I had a 1989 Batman Michael Keaton that had like the retractable bat belt you could attach to things and he would like zip line up. I had one kind of like that, but it was with Swamp Thing and his hand did that. I remember that one too. Um, as far as earliest memories with you, I, I mean, I... I'm sure. Well, what do we sit next to each other and do fucking finger paints in our in our preschool class? That smell. 
it would be you'd be all sad because your mom dropped you off in the morning at preschool and you'd go in there and it'd be kind of cold because it was fall and shit and then you'd sit down and there'd be that cold ass finger paint do you remember that <laughs> do you remember any of that is that just me that's just you man that's just me i've had yeah we've had a lot of other memories since then and i i, I lost that one I do remember when you lived on Lowry Street. Like, I remember the, your house, your first house. And I remember coming over, and I remember back when you had, um, you had, a, you had an NES. I think it was back, was that like back in your parents' bedroom? Or was that in the basement? Or what? Where was your NES in your old house? I think it started in the parents' bedroom and then moved down to the basement. Well, I remember it when it was in the bedroom, because I remember you had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Manhattan Project. For the Fuck NES. Yeah. yeah. And the first time I played that, that blew my fucking mind. I thought that was way better than the other Turtles game I had played. It was. It really, really was. That original Nintendo uh, Ninja Turtles game was hard as fuck. It was hard as shit for a game that was definitely being targeted towards kids. Well, that was kind of all of Nintendo. Wasn't everything? Like, there's so many games I'm not convinced have a second level. <laughs> Because you never see them. Because, yeah. That's I was, how difficult they are. I was just a but shitty I, little kid that couldn't beat the games. I remember being over at your house and playing video. A lot of my early memories, I feel like, are like sleepovers. And being up late, or at least perceivably what late was to us at that age. And you had those, um, I think they were from Pizza Hut. They had those monster movie cups that had like Wolfman. Hell yeah, I do. Frankenstein. Yes. I remember these. Yeah, they and you could like stick a straw down their mouth like on top of the cup. Like their face was like the lid of the cup and then you could stick a straw through their face. Do you remember this? I do. Yeah. You had you had like the whole set of those and I thought those were the fucking coolest thing. I hope you have those somewhere. I I'm sure those are gone forever, but these are adorable memories that'll last a lifetime. <laughs> I think I think off the top of my head, I think those are like the earliest memories I have is just like being over at your house and I think you had like uh, board games that we'd play. I think Grape Escape and Knockout where you had that fucking drill or that hammer. I didn't have Knockout. You didn't have Knockout? I did not have Knockout. Well, that's a different memory then. Maybe I had that with my <laughs> friend. How fucking dare you? <laughs> um, where's, yeah, where's that friend at? Well, why don't you start a podcast with that ass? <laughs> well, if, if that friend is willing to take over reading question duties for a little while, maybe I will. I'm not reading anything, and neither is your other friend. Have a fucking claw and listen to this next okay, question. Okay, yeah, hit me with it. Uh, Lowell writes in, he says, Will Gartet prove to Derek that Chris Gethard is a great comedic voice? Derek wasn't jazzed about the after dark side of the ring. Oh yeah, I got several people messaging me about that because I still haven't listened to the or watched the Dark Side of the Ring after show, but uh, Chris Gethard is really funny. What uh, I I you're just not familiar with him? I'm not familiar with him, and I also don't think that like a fucking hour long dramatic documentary about wrestler deaths that makes you sad and have all these different emotional feelings should then be followed up with, Hey, let's fucking laugh about wrestler deaths. The tone just didn't fit for me. Do you know how long I tried to get you to talk about Chris Benoit on this fucking podcast? And you said, nah, cause you didn't feel like our humor would, would fit well talking about such a serious subject. 
And then fucking Dark Side of the Ring was like, nope, episode one. That's what we're doing. After shows are hot, just not every show needs one. Look, I'm not knocking Chris Gather. I haven't seen any of his shit. I just, I, that particular thing I wasn't into. So, I mean, gotta, if, you got some, if you got something you want to send my way, dude, I'll, I'll check it out. I'm trying to think when I first heard of Chris Gethard, I think, because it probably would have been around the time that one of my favorite bands was on his show, uh, the band Shell Shag. And if you have not heard Shell Shag, pick up their album Shell Shag Forever, one of the best albums I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> they were on the Chris Gethard show, though, and I think that's what kind of introduced me to it. And uh, I mean, I haven't seen a ton of it, but I do know he's he's very funny and you should check it out. I'll send you some shit. Uh, Lowell submitted another question with this. He said, when will you be doing another watch along of some violent wrestling? <laughs> That's a fair question because <laughs> that's what we're known for. We, yeah, we really bait and switched a lot of people to get in here and start listening to us, talk, listen to death matches or watch death matches. And, uh, we just kind of quit. Is that still our most downloaded episode? I think so. Is Either the, that the one- or the the hood slam one man we if you, if this is your first time listening to our podcast you need to dig into the archives and go find one of our earlier episodes about our first time attending a pro wrestling death match from we from what we've heard you don't have to be a pro wrestling fan to enjoy the stories from that experience i wouldn't mind getting back into some death match shit again uh, there's going to be plenty of time for that if the uh, COVID numbers trending upwards again is truth. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. Speaking of which, Garrett is going to be going to GCW. Let's focus on that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going back out there into deathmatch uh, heaven. I don't health, know that it'll be. How you look at it. I don't know that it'll be deathmatches at this one, but. You, it, oh, fuck. It, I hope it is. You know, it's, I hope <laughs> it's as scary as it can possibly be for you. How lucky were we, though, that the first pro wrestling show that's allowing fans back was this close to us? I wish I could go. You asked. And, and, and to tell you the truth, if I was available, that I, I am so starved for, uh, um, well, what would you call it? Leaving the fucking house <laughs> and public interaction and my life not feeling like Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. I mean, uh, I'm going back home. Got some personal business to take care of after having not seen the family since January. But uh, you're you're going to be going to where is it? Indiana? Yeah, it's Indianapolis. Wow. And right now, the matches they have announced for it are Blake Christian. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jesus. They announced it, and then yeah, basically two weeks later, the show was happening. Well, I hope you have a good time. So yes, Lowell, there will be more violent deathmatch wrestling getting reviews. I'm sorry that you're having to be patient and wait for that. We will get back to it. You know how we do our business here. Well, I this isn't violent, but I did watch uh, the Ask MDK shoot interview on the or on IWTV, and that was basically what we've been asking for for most of quarantine. Yeah, just what's Nick Gage been up to? What does he think about anything? And a lot of people came in with weird questions that I'm sure they wouldn't ask to his face. Well, this is a great time to segue into our next question. Um, 
if you're curious about how Nick Gage would do a Q&A or how he would handle yeah, there's that. But let's tie Nick Gage into this next question because I know it's going to fucking happen. Our friend Bradley Bergstrand writes in, if you, Garrett, and five wrestlers of your choice were to perform a heist, <laughs> who would the wrestlers be? <laughs> what would you steal? And who would be the leader, the money guy, the surveillance guy, etc.? Like, if we're going to be committing a crime, if we're going to be pulling off a heist, we're definitely involving Nick Gage, right? How good was he at it, though? I mean, he went to jail. But, but he's it, got experience. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be straight with you now. We're not inviting New Jack to be a part of our fucking team. Because if we fucking cheese out or do something wrong, we're going to fucking die. Speaking of New Jack, did you hear New Jack get mentioned on BTE last week? I didn't. Uh, they don't want to do, the Bucks didn't want to do press. And when they come back in the room, they're covered in blood. And Nick Jackson says, New Jack got me. <laughs> um, so we're doing a heist, Garrett. Who's our, who's our five wrestlers? Okay, well, I need somebody that's going to be calm, cool, and collected that can drive. Uh, who has getaway driver experience? Orange Cassidy. He's a big fan of the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise. Like he's he's, he's going to be fine. I, I hope I he doesn't him. drive like he moves, though. Oh, my God. That would be a pain in the ass if he is just slowly driving <laughs> from like the police. creeping at three miles an hour as we're trying to get away. As, as he's like, all right, get ready for this jump. And it's just driving over a curb. <laughs> What are we stealing, by the way? So we, I, I'm fine with adding. We'll roll the dice. Maybe when, maybe when he's behind the wheel, he's a fucking madman. <laughs> maybe he just puts his foot all the way to the floor and never takes it off. Well, wouldn't um, the the money man be the IRS guy? I'm not inviting fucking IRS men. Like we, we don't have it. That's fucking Bray Wyatt's dad. <laughs> you don't want Bray Wyatt's dad on the on the no. crew. Who's somebody who's good with money now? Well, I've all right. Um, who's saving the bucks, right? <laughs> Can that count? Joey Ryan. Who's who's good. Who's like frugal. Oh, Mick Foley. Oh, fucking. Okay. So we got Nick Gage, Mick Foley and Nick. <laughs> we got Nick Gage, Mick Foley and uh, Orange Cassidy. Which already I can tell you Nick Gage is going to be into this because in that shoot interview, he said if he could wrestle anyone, it would be Cactus Jack. So he's doing, he's pulling a job with Cactus Jack. Yeah, he loves it. We got two other spots we got to fill on this team. Okay. I feel like we got to have a tech guy, right? Um, we have like Xavier Woods or somebody who's like, <laughs> like good with computers. <laughs> and he's just somebody I trust. I think I would like having him around. He would make me feel more comfortable. He would definitely make me feel like I feel he'd be great relief. Okay. We got one more spot to fill, and then we got to decide what we're stealing. Hear me out. I think if we go in with John Cena, we all... Because <laughs> they can't see him? We all, no, Well, we all have masks on, except John Cena, and we have a gun to John Cena's head, and we say, give us the thing, or John Cena gets it. Who's not going to rescue gonna... John Cena? Uh, I mean, isn't he notorious for having like 60% of the audience say that he sucks <laughs> <laughs> to, to his entrance music? 
So, I mean, the crowd's going to be a little divided. You're going to hear people, don't shoot John Cena. And then the other half of the room is going to be like, fuck John Cena. Kill him. I don't give a shit. Don't shoot Cena. Yes, shoot Cena. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that, I don't think that counts. We, you had to rethink. Who's somebody who's universally loved? Randy Orton. No. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Bollea. Um, can we do it with Jim Cornette? And then if something goes wrong, just pin it on him. So he goes away forever. <laughs> <laughs> like he's our fall guy. That's <laughs> uh, our five guys. That was a fun question. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad. Um, what else we got here? Our good friend, Dalton. Mary fuck kill. Vince McMahon, Vince Neal and Vincent Price. Vince McMahon, Vince Neal, Vincent Price. Yeah, three Vinces. I th- hmm. marry, fuck, and kill. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna have to kill Vince Neal. I agree, and I, I think the reason is because I have the least relationship to Vince. Like this fucking lead singer of Motley Crue, like that's not going to affect me. Well, you know, I don't want to kill anyone, but that being it's said... It's marry, fuck, or kill, Garrett. Like, no, we, nobody is implying that you want to do this. Yeah, and I... Well, okay, I guess I wanted to. Uh, he, <laughs> If it has to be in a romantic situation with Vince Neil, he looks like he would be very sweaty. And I'm already kind of sweaty, and I just don't think it would clash. Is it weird that I knew who I wanted to fuck first? You fucking Vince McMahon just to show Moose boss? No, I'm fucking Vincent Price. <laughs> because he's what? dead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, that would just put me on a very exclusive rare list that is not going to expand any further. Plus, it's Vincent Price. Derek, did you know I own a copy of Vincent Price's cookbook from the 60s? I did. I know that cookbooks are kind of your thing. Celebrity cookbooks. Celebrity cookbooks, specifically. See, if you have a celebrity cookbook you don't need, send that my way. <laughs> He's collecting them. Um, I'm I'm killing Vince Neil. I'm fucking Vincent Price, and I'm marrying Vince McMahon because when he passes on soon, I get to inherit all of those shares. Yeah. And I get to I get to run the show. <laughs> you thought you were getting it, didn't you, Hunter? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> Some shitty fucking guy on a stupid wrestling podcast owns WWE now. He could sell it to Disney and make billions, but he's going to keep it and book it better than we have for a long time. Derek, if you end up with WWE, go ahead and sell it to Disney. You think I should sell it to Disney? I think you should go ahead and sell. Depends on how much they're offering. What if I took... What if I took... Here's a real question. If I took the Disney money from selling WWE and I just put every dime of it into this podcast, what would that look like? Holy shit. Or what would that sound like? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not like the quality would get substantially better. It would get a little better. This would just, we would basically just do this as like a morning radio show, right? We would have a producer. Um, we'd, we would probably have celebrity have... guests. Oh yeah, Every because day. because you're paying you're literally just paying them to be on here. 
Well, let's hope that happens. Thank you. You didn't answer the rest of your Mary fucking kill. Are you doing the same thing? Oh, yeah. I had strategy. No, I had the same answer. I like that we're both like, I don't know about the other two, but I'm definitely killing Vince Neil. (laughs) (laughs) I was just embarrassed that I'm like, I'm definitely fucking Vincent Price. It's fucking Vincent Price. That little mustache. (laughs) House on Haunted Hill is a banger. That skeleton at the end is scary as shit. I was, yeah. All right. So this is about to get heavy up in here, this this next question. You ready? I, I don't think I am, but yeah, like, hit, hit me with it. So one of our friends wrote in, and he's choosing to main, remain anonymous. <clears throat> and I'll try to keep his identity a secret here. He wrote in, and he said, What up, G and D? Heard your last episode and thought I'd write in and ask for some relationship advice. All ready for this? he said he says uh my girlfriend and i have been dating long distance for nine months now and she's planning on moving to la by the end of the summer our plan is for her to stay with me for a month or so until she gets settled in and finds her own spot she runs her own consulting business so she would be working from home while i'm gone at work with the recent crisis her savings have dried up and she can't afford anything of her own quite yet so our best bet is for her to stay with me I'm excited for our relationship to grow as we will both be in the same city. It has been super rough doing long distance and we have nearly broken up over it. So we are really looking forward to being together. There is just one problem. My roommate insert name here is a photographer and uses our living room as a home studio and works from his home as well. Our home last week, I overheard him and our other roommate, talking about a dream he had involving my girlfriend. I didn't hear the whole thing because I overheard it from downstairs, but I heard him say something about doing a nude photo shoot with the author of the story's girlfriend. I heard my other roommate laugh and encourage him to go for it once she moves in. Over her last few visits, I've noticed uh, this roommate getting awkward tense when they're in the same room. Now that all makes sense to me. I know how he is with women, and sadly, he might not be above actually attempting to pull this off and try something with her. I am not a huge fan of conflict in any way whatsoever, so I've been silent about it this whole time. My girlfriend is always down for photo shoots and collaborating with other creatives, and I know they've talked about collaborating in the past. I know my girlfriend, and I trust she will be loyal and faithful to me, but I'm not sure how hard my roommate is willing to push to get what he wants. How do you guys think I should handle this situation? What's a guy to do? Sincerely, concerned long-distance lover. Anonymous. <laughs> well, first That's of all... That's heavy. I'm, I'm going to do something unprecedented here, Derek. What's that? Claw number three! Last 10 minutes, we got to claw up one more time because that was not what I was expecting. (laughs) Break out the claws. It's predetermined relationship advice. Well, what do you say to the guy? Yeah, I'm really taking it in that he values our opinion (laughs) enough to ask this. Garrett, do you think I'm confrontational? Like, like in-person confrontational? I think in person you're not, but I think that uh, in your mind you are. What does that mean? I think you'd like to be more confrontational. Would I? 
I think you strive to be. That's that's pretty projectiony. I think you would like to be able to beat somebody's ass once in a while. I'd I'd like to beat. I mean, yeah, I guess I'd like to beat somebody's ass before I die. Maybe just one time. There's people who definitely deserve it, and it sounds like the uh, the person who submitted this question sounds like their roommate needs an ass beating. Well, he hasn't done anything yet, though, Derek. Um, he was talking about doing a mo- nude photo shoot with the other roommate in the fucking household with so-and-so's girlfriend and is has been encouraged to carry it out. It's just harmless locker room talk, Derek. Shut the fuck up, Donald. <laughs> um... No, I'm not actually suggesting he needs to go beat. I get it. You're not good at conflict. This is tough because, like Garrett said, nothing has happened yet, but it's been thrown out there. And the fact that it's been thrown out there means that it has been thought about. Right? Is that fair to say? How fucked up is it that this guy would want to sleep with his girlfriend if he's going to have to continue living with this man? Some dudes, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say dudes. Some people just literally cannot, for whatever reason, keep their fucking hands off and not be a fucking homewrecker. Who are these men? Who are these people? Garrett, what, do you, what is your advice? <laughs> you, just, you, just, you just had your third claw. I'm sure you were in a proper state of mind to be giving solid relationship advice. Yeah. Uh, if this were Garrett in high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. What qualifies me? I have a fucking microphone. <laughs> <laughs> we got a show. What do you got? Ears. All right. Listen. Now listen up. Uh, insert your name here. No, he says his name is Lance. We can call him Lance. His name's not really Lance, but that's the thing that he gave us to use. And I'm not using it. This is my show. You're anonymous. um well i can tell you in high school and early college i probably would have been very very angry and i would have yelled preemptively uh being like don't even fucking think about it i'm gonna but it's probably gonna be all right right now what happened i (laughs) i miss that guy you miss you miss the guy that was yelling at everybody I miss the guy who picked up his cell phone, called another guy who was causing some shit with his relationship and said, hey, I got a couple fuck yous to throw your way. Okay, Lance, did you hear that line? I used that line once when I was trying to get somebody to stop hanging out with my girlfriend. Uh, That was in high school and it was effective. It looked cool as shit. I was there. Derek remembered it forever. I'm... Uh, vividly damn that was your pipe bomb promo (laughs) (laughs) you really laid it in that night kid i liked it i don't bad but you were shaking you were so mad yeah i also got angry with your roommate once i believe I was very insecure, Derek. I didn't want my girlfriend uh, getting stolen from me. So, and, and you don't feel that way now? I don't feel like I'm as threatened now. So, like, if I started trying to do a nude photo shoot with Leah, you wouldn't be upset? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
that doesn't make your temperature rise a little bit. You don't get a little hot. Do I find out about it from her or from you? You find out about (laughs) I'm trying to think of who the funniest person to break that news to you would be. Like, I'm just sitting in bed and she brings up, so Derek called me the other day. (laughs) He's talking about coming to Nashville next month to get away from it all. But he's getting into photography. If I found out you were getting into photography, I think I would be offended. <laughs> we're not really answering the, the person who submitted the question. We didn't really answer. Well, like I, I think my advice would be, like your best bet would be to address this thing head on. You said you trust your lady friend. And if you trust your lady friend, you need to be like, look, here's what I overheard them fucking talking about. That sounds horrible. Like, that's the best way to deal with that, right? Like, if you're being open and honest? Or do you think, like, the insecurity level there is going to be such that... Well, you since... Don't wanna, you, you don't want to put ideas in their head? No, I, of? I think you wrote into a pro wrestling podcast asking for relationship advice, and you should go kick his fucking ass. That's what I led with! <laughs> Somebody needs an ass beating. And before you do it, you need to say, I got a couple fuck yous to throw your way and then just start swinging. You live in LA. This guy's a photographer. That's all you need to get punched in the face. As far as I'm concerned, halfway into this 45 second fight. So we're, you know, like the 22 second mark. um, You can say something about, I overheard your little conversation with our other roommate, you bitch. And he'll be like, oh, I deserve this ass beating. I wasn't actually going to do it, bro. And then you'll be like, how am I supposed to know that? And he'll be like, you wouldn't, but I was just joking. He's like, but what if you're not joking when she gets here and things start heating up? And then you throw a few more punches and then you guys sit down and you talk it out. Seems like that I'd play out. It's I like the part at the end where they talk it out. <laughs> it works out in the end. It's a happy story. It is a happy story. But uh, I would stay on top of that if I were you. I kind of, I don't know. I don't, I don't trust this man. Why do you think I led with, I think an ass beating needs to be handed out. And then you basically were like, I used to be a badass and that's what I would have said too. But not now. I was not a, I was not a badass. You were way more badass 25 years ago. (laughs) Sorry, I take that back. I overshot my mark. I feel old as fuck. You were way more badass 15 years ago and you know it. Yeah, miss that guy. I there was a story you told me one time that you went to a concert and people were chucking shit, and you caught a heavy ass like what was it, like a water bottle or something in midair, and you stared down the person who threw it. That I remember that that happened. That's a thing that happened. Man. What would that guy do if he found out that somebody was trying to do a nude photo shirt with his girlfriend? He'd break the fucking bottle he caught in his and go slit some throats. Well, there, there's your, there's your relationship advice, anonymous. All, all aspects. Uh, just uh, fuck, man, that's heavy. You, you have every reason to be uh, befuddled. Well, but if I she's gonna it, live with him for like a month. Before this, if this guy is able to take care of business in a month, it wasn't meant to be. That's fair. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. 
And if he Season does one. take, if he takes care of business in a month, you still get to beat his ass. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just make sure you beat his ass before they elope and rendezvous. Is this the kind of advice that Dr. Drew gave on Loveline? I doubt it. We're beat his ass. <laughs> beat his ass. Restore some fucking balance to the force. Was he a fucking photographer? I can't, you can beat his ass. <laughs> Do you know how many photographers uh, I've known? You can punch all of that's them. That's true. Fuck them. <laughs> I have never seen a photographer that I've been like, ah, oh, that guy would give you some trouble and some fisticuffs. But again, like you said, I may want more conflict than I'm ready for. Uh, I, think, I think I could beat some ass. You actually had one of my favorite posts I've seen this week. What post was that? You had an angry Twitter post of a man with a bicycle, uh, throw like thrusting the bicycle at a child. Yeah, the, a guy. There were some. There were some kids posting some Black Lives Matter posters, and a a very old gentleman on a bike, like, came at them, rammed a bike at them, ripped the fucking posters out of their hands, and it got me fucking mad because I, I hate seeing fucking. Adults who know better act like fucking tough guys with little kids. Not and, that I see it all the time, but when you see it, you know what it is. And what <laughs> and what was your response to seeing that? I can't remember what like what was the verbiage. You you said I'm not a badass, but if I ever come upon a man oh assaulting children, I'm going to shove that bicycle up his asshole, pull out my phone and record a video for TikTok as I dance on his prone body. <laughs> I did write that. Uh, uh, I think somebody like, here's the thing. I know this is going to sound really weird. I don't know if I'll get in trouble for saying this. I think the euphemism shove something up your ass gets used a lot, but you've never seen anybody ever actually try to do it. Crank to high voltage, Derek, the very beginning (laughs) of that movie, he shoves an entire shotgun up a guy's ass. I'm pretty sure that happens in the movie The Mask with Jim Carrey. Doesn't he shove like a muffler up the auto mechanics assholes? Yes, sir, he does. And it was good yes, then sir. too. <laughs> oh, can we have the can we have the mask be a part of our fucking heist? He's done it successfully. He robbed a bank. <laughs> um got another question here from our friend Chris over at the Curtain Jerks. Hey Chris. Whew, you ready for this one, Garrett? You said who am I? Should I be? Chris writes in and he asks, did you guys ever play wrestle as kids? If so, were you real? Were you real wrestlers or did you make up characters? Well, we definitely trampoline wrestled. I have been waiting to tell this story on this podcast for a couple of years now. Which one? If you thought the top hat story was a doozy, this is this is gonna blow that out of the fucking water. Do I know what you're about to say? Maybe not. Maybe you've blocked it out of your mind. Maybe you haven't thought about it in a while. We play wrestled in your basement from time to time, but I think there was one time in particular. We had a boombox set up near the stairs for entrance music. And I will never be able to get this fucked up visual out of my head. I have a very, I have a very particular image of who you are, Garrett, and what you are like. But this is the one and only time in my life 
where we were having a play wrestling match against each other. And I want you, you had your sister Morgan sit in to be our audience. And she was also the person controlling the boom box. And I came out and then you came out and she booed me. You had, you whispered to her how to react and you had her boo me. Okay. And then when, and then when she came out, you had her cheer you, you took your shirt off and flexed and kissed your bicep and took a knee. Ooh. And then we wrestled. I think you put your shirt back on when we wrestled. Well, you know, you don't want to show off too much. And then you jammed your fucking pinky toe into the sofa while we were wrestling. <laughs> and you started crying. And mind you, we were in our probably like, like what? 11, 12. And you started crying for your mom and trying to blame me that you had stubbed your pinky toe on the sofa. I broke it. And anytime I tried to re- restart the match, you'd be like, Mom! And your parents broke up the fucking the match and, and sided with you. And I've been bitter about it for years. You were being a dick. You were the clear heel in that scenario. I have never seen you take off your shirt and flex before or since. And nor will you. I, I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that is that is embarrassing because you told a story where I cry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where you cried for your parents yeah it was you an, took your shirt and it was off. at an age where maybe i shouldn't have cried had no shirt on have. but put it back on because i wanted you know to be able to look tough but also you know yeah i was a shirt on wrestler <laughs> you think we both were. That's what made it so jarring. It was like, oh, he's going there. He's being Scott Steiner. He's flexing whatever muscle he's got. Um. So, yeah, we used to, we did that. I, I can't forgive you for that one. How would you react if Kevin Owens came out, took his shirt off, kissed his bicep, and then was like, uh, just put I'd his be, shirt I, I would be deceased from laughing. <laughs> It would it would be it would be the ultimate payoff joke after years of insisting on wearing a shirt while wrestling to finally have a day where he like takes it up a notch by taking the shirt off. <laughs> that to me is just fucking great. Um we did play wrestle on your train. I feel like every boy who was watching wrestling in the late nineties, early two thousands play wrestled, right? Like it was you were giving out rock bottoms on that trampoline like it was nobody's business. I was gonna say you haven't if you jumped on a trampoline in the nineties, you took or received or took or gave a stunner. Yes. And a rock bottom mandatory and a choke slam vertical suplex. If you were sassy, if you were sassy, nobody was power bombing anybody, right? I could power bomb Brandon. He weighed like five pounds. Yeah. So I felt like a badass. Um, I did put you and others in the walls of Jericho a lot. Try and do like it, it now. Oh, this is the this is the badass coming back. He's back. He's had four uh, white claws or whatever, and <laughs> he's fuck it. I don't even feel pain. Yeah, give, I me, could... give me that Schlitz now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also, uh, as has been noted on this podcast in the past, you have also dropped a garage door across me, across my body. 
you did it for the good of the for the good of the film the good of the film you know yeah, was we, it recording no but i think we were recording actually we missed it that was the big that was the big scandal on that is that somebody was supposed to be filming our fight and the angle didn't catch it like <laughs> like somebody was in 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 they were moving the camera when we were doing this so somewhere there is video of us play wrestling. That'd be something to find. There was also safety precautions taken where you weren't supposed to get smashed with the garage door. Yeah, but that didn't actually happen. So everything doesn't always go as planned. Yeah. It's not ballet as they say, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we did. Yes, Chris, we did play wrestle as kids. Uh, I had fun <laughs> with it. I do, or do you have positive or like mixed emotions or negative feelings about play wrestling? Or, yeah. I wish we had a fucking trampoline to continue doing it. Like now as adults? Yes. Yeah, we should go to like one of the, what do they have? Like the, the trampoline world where they got like all the, like the bouncy houses and things and ball pits. Yes. I think we would have a blast still. That would make for great content. Garrett, do you have any other questions that were submitted? Uh, let's see. We did have another one. I know, um, Kevin Allen asked what our favorite comedy match was. We talked about this recently though, but that, that, uh, I mean, not that I've seen a million comedy matches, but the fact that that orange Cassidy, uh, Pac match at revolution got multiple standing ovations was fucking wild. Yeah, you don't see that in every comedy match, especially a comedy match in an arena. Right. That was a very large scale. scale. It was like watching like a like um, an indie band play their first like very really big show. It was it was watching Orange Cassidy take that shtick to that scale. Um, but I also remember about a year ago or so we uh watched that Kenny Omega match that he did in that really small video. I think Lowell submitted that maybe. It was a comedy match, right? Yeah. The one with the the I want to say was, there were dildos involved. I think there was a dildo or something involved. <laughs> I can't remember how that worked. But uh, I remember that one being memorable. Um I think I I know I answered this already, but I'll say it again. It was at Ebola, it was the one where Jushin Thunder Liger, Champa, who else was in that? Pete Dunn, Alistair Black. It was just a, a train of guys putting thumbs in the butt of the person in front of them and marching a full circle around the ring. And every single person that was in that ring for that 10-man comedy match went on to be signed to a major promotion. <laughs> <laughs> in case you think wrestling is just 100% tough guy action the whole time, nonsense. Plenty of comedy wrestling there to tickle your fancy. Like Cedric Alexander was in that. I'm trying to remember. It, it was just literally every single person got signed. It's also in. open for interpretation, isn't it? Like, is the King of the Road match considered a comedy match? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then that other uh, Legion of Doom match we watched with the, the cages. Yeah. That was good, too. Okay. If you don't know enough about comedy wrestling, you need to go look some up. And we have uh, one more here from Ryan Harrington. He is asking, um, let's see, how I felt at BOLA 
during the five-star match with the Young Bucks, Adam Cole versus Ricochet, Osprey, and Matt Seidel. And well, you're gonna have to be the one that answers that. And he says, uh, "How does it make you feel that all these indie wrestlers are jumping to WWE, and are they getting their due?" Uh, well, as far as being at that match goes, we actually recorded an entire episode that we need to release still, where we that's do a wa- we do a watch along with that match because that's one of my. I mean, honestly, that might be my favorite match I've ever seen live. You introduced that to me when you were here in February, right? Yeah. Did you watch that? We do have, I think, two or three uh, bonus zone episodes that we have yet to release. And the funny thing is we've had opportunities where we could have released these on our weeks off. Last That's... week, obviously, we were giving a uh, a break for the right reasons. Um but we do have some content that we have not given to you that we recorded several months ago. And that might be one we need to put out soon. No, we definitely he wants to hear how, yeah, you can hear exactly how I feel. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and watch the match. No, that match was incredible. That was one of those that it was almost like an out of body experience being in that room. Like the crowd is just so fucking hot. All the wrestlers were so good. Matt Seidel's the only one that isn't hugely famous now. <laughs> I have a, a, a question I would like to submit to you. Okay. From me to you, for you to answer. <laughs> um, I was thinking about this earlier today. Cause when I was growing up, I just remember you were constantly buying DVDs. All the time. Okay, yeah. And your, and your movie slash DVD collection was otherworldly. Now, this doesn't have to be about a DVD, but this is what got me thinking about it. Um, out of all of the things you've purchased in your life, what's the biggest... What's the What purchase have you made that you regretted the most after getting it? <laughs> and, what's a, and what's a purchase you've made of something... Or what's a purchase you wanted to make that you didn't, that you regretted the most? God damn, that one's that's pretty hard. Like what's something you bought and then like either immediately or not too long after you're like this was stupid. Like why did I spend money on this or so much on this? And then what's something that you wanted to get that you just never got? Have you, you ever been read it to this day? Have you ever been tricked into buying something? Yes. But like okay, here's one where I'm thinking of uh I remember I did not see the first Tomb Raider movie. But I walked by a cardboard cutout of Angelina Jolie in the skin-tight Tomb Raider suit for Tomb Raider 2 and thought, well, obviously I need to own this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was that easy. (laughs) It was that easy. It was, they had like a life-size cardboard cutout. It was, yeah, that earned them $20 almost immediately. So I think that one. That's you regret a twenty one $20 DVD purchase. Yeah. The most. Yeah. I wish Not I had that like, 20 bucks back as a, as opposed to like concerts and wrestling shows that you bought tickets for that were more expensive that you didn't go to. Let's see how many times though, have I gotten enjoyment out of the $20 I spent on that Tomb Raider DVD, <laughs> even the worst concert you remember back on and you laugh about. All right, well, what's one that you have not made that you regret not making? What's something you wish you had bounced on? Hmm. 
Do you have an answer to this? I mean, I will. Because I've been thinking about it while you've been while you've been answering. Um, fuck, I might need a second. I can tell you while while you think. I can tell you that without question, no doubt in my mind, the number one regret I have for not buying something is that the creation of Kevin poster that WWE put out for a very limited <laughs> time after the Festival of Friendship that has Kevin Owens and Jericho and the creation. Uh, it's a parody of the creation of man artwork. Is that, what is that? Fucking Michelangelo? Who Sounds right. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an art guru. So, um, that, and it was like a fucking like $15, $20 poster. And I don't remember why, but I was just like, I'll get that next week when I get paid. And then they were just sold out. Like they got bought up immediately and they never came back. And I search eBay from time to time. I'm sure there's some knockoff website where you can get like a Photoshopped version. That's not authentic made, but I, God damn it. I wish I could wake up every morning and see that on my wall. <laughs> Like it's stupid how much I wish I had that. Um, as far as purchases I've made that I fucking regretted. Oh man, I'd have to think of this is like I feel like we have the opposite. Like yours is the one that you didn't make and mine is the one that I did make. Like that's the one I'm struggling with. I know you asked me if I've ever been tricked into buying something. Yeah, I had a bunch of friends trick me into buying the Grinch. For Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah, it was only five bucks, but the game was shit. And the selling point was, hey, you're the Grinch. You run around and you smash people's Christmas presents. That sounds like fun. That does no, sound like fun. It's not. <laughs> it was a horrible fucking game. And the graphics were out of date. And I was so pissed that I had to like wear that I owned that. <laughs> Damn, we're, na- we're an hour 20 into this. This has been fun. How many claws in are you? I think just three. You're not going to start a fourth? No, we should probably get out of here soon, right? Well, you still have to answer. Fuck, well, I was hoping that you would just forget it because I don't think I have one off the top no, of my head. No, I'm not inebriated. I, <laughs> I'm cognizant of what's going on. I was up until we got that crazy question. Which one? The Mine? No, the crazy question. I was fine up until the third claw when I had to, I, cause it's already gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're going, you're going into dinner time a little tipsy. A little bit. A little bit. That's cool. And so now, you don't have a purchase that you wish you had made that you didn't. I think I would have regretted not buying that all in piece of the ring. <laughs> so you're glad you got that one. I'm still glad I bought that. Um, um, I'm trying to think there has to be something. Is there a concert or something that you wish you had gone to that you didn't go to? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I can. I know exactly what it is now. Okay. Uh, it was one. It wasn't the last tour Prince did or anything, but it was, uh, I never got to see Prince perform live. I had the opportunity to in high school. Didn't take it. Never got another chance. That sucks. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you always, at this point, if there's somebody I really want to see, I try and make a point to to do it, because you never know. Garrett, this isn't a long episode, but I hope people enjoyed it, and I had a lot of fun doing this with you. Maybe I did down too. the road we'll do another Q&A. 
I would be into that. Did you did you enjoy having a mixture of wrestling related things and and non wrestling? Very questions? much so. I hope that eventually more people start sending in more love line questions. <laughs> if you liked our beat his ass advice for any relationship <laughs> issues, um, no, this has been fun. Uh, and once again, thanks for listening. Um, if you aren't already, we uh, we do have multiple ways you can reach out to us. We have a uh, Twitter. And we have uh, Instagram. We are also on Facebook, but once again, I'd like to reiterate that I fucking hate that Facebook took our way, took away our way to manage our own page. So uh, fuck Facebook, fuck Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm plugging that in here. Uh, fuck Mark Zuckerberg. Um, our Twitter, we are at Wrestle Hangout. Our Instagram, we are at Predetermined Podcast. Our Gmail account is Predetermined Podcast at gmail.com. He is at Gartet on instagram and twitter i am at halloween halpin on instagram and twitter if you would also take a moment do us a favor hop on over on itunes and give us five stars and leave a sweet review if you leave a sweet review you'll get something similar to what we did today you get to recommend something for us to talk about on the podcast and we'll do it you can have us watch a match uh a movie uh anything if you can tie it in even slightly to pro wrestling we'll check it out and we'll talk about it on this show you know what I'm a little sad we haven't talked about yet? What's that? Because I think the last episode we recorded, we weren't talking about current events. Right. Um, the Revival. <laughs> FTRs on... Didn't We haven't talked about that on the podcast yet? Ha- I don't think we have, have we? Because they haven't even wrestled yet. No, but they, they did an interview segment last week, and then I think the week before that is when they debuted, right? To, they actually have a match tonight, or I guess it would have been yesterday if you're listening to this the day it releases <laughs> there's something we need to check out but uh yeah predetermined q and a's are a fucking blast love it and you are inebriated and next 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 hit our goddamn music <laughs>